0: Hey, SSHAFIN, who's what's going on? your boy Malumi YouTube, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Seated with Malumi. Now, today I'm telling you guys about my TB journey and pretty much how I cried for days thinking that I was gonna die. So, now the story dates back all the way back to university. Now, I was someone who always reacted to stress with their body, right? I'm failing a module, <clears throat> I get flu, <laughs> a girl breaks my heart, I get, I, I get cold sweat, so my body's always reacted when I was not okay, and this time, I just felt something different, so I'm in a happy relationship, getting this girl for about a year and a half now, things are moving really smoothly, and she's basically my pillar, so I'd call her, I'm like, yo, baby, can you please come, I'm really not feeling too grand, So now she comes over and she's like, yo, what's going on? What's wrong? Then I'm like, no, every single time I breathe and take a deep breath, I feel so much pain. Uh, When I sleep at night, I get cold shivers and I'm not okay. So obviously we're thinking, okay, cool, university stress, might be flu. Let me not concern my parents just yet about it because we really don't know what's happening. So now we go, we get the the normal medication, medication for cold sweats, we get medication for fever, medication for all the things that make sense. And eventually I get better. Um... Two weeks go past. I'm doing school. School's going really well. Relationship is booming. Jam, uh, I think I was boyfriend of the year once again. One <laughs> thing about me, guys, I am a lover boy. So now I get sick again and I'm like, no, you know what? I tried doing the medication myself. It's not working. Let me try go to the doctor and try to find out what the hell is happening with my body because I can't be sick. But this time I was like, you know what? Let me call moms. You know when you you know when you call your mom when you're sick, that really means I don't know. It's just so cool, 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 cool. Because one thing I never want to do is stress my parents about something that's not serious. So I'm like, yo, momzo, I'm gonna go to the doctor. I'm not feeling so well. I've got these cold shivers. I can't sleep at night. I struggle to breathe. I've got like this piercing pain when I take a deep breath. I need medical assistance. She goes, my boy, go do that thing. So I went and did that thing. Get to the doctor. She's like, yo, what's wrong? I'm like, no, let me tell you my symptoms. She's checking everything. Blood pressure, injections, taking my blood. She's checking my teeth, my mouth. She's feeling me everywhere. Is it so when you do this? And she goes, no, I think you just have an infection. I'm like, "I, you sure? She goes, yeah, trust me. I think it's just an infection. But if it keeps happening, come back. But for now, take these meds. I take meds. Two weeks go past again. Your boy is feeling healthy. I'm feeling immaculate. I'm feeling va But sadly, after some time, I get sick again. So I go back to the same doctor because I believe that doctors always like test you out and tell you what they think is wrong. They might be wrong, but then going back to the same doctor's good because they can obviously build up based off of the history they've, the history they've done with you because she, done, she did all these tests with me. So I'm like, you know what, doc? I'm not grand. I think it's time for us to do like more tests. And she goes, okay, cool. You know what? Let's do some x-rays and let me just listen to your 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 heartbeats and everything. Now she tells me to take a deep breath in. So I'm there. She goes, Hmm. Take another deep breath. She, mm. she goes, This wasn't here earlier. Then I'm like, what do you mean? What was in here? She goes, No, I'm hearing liquids surrounding your lungs. I said, You're hearing what surrounding my what? <laughs> I'm like, are the liquids normal? Like, can I just pee them out? She goes, No. This is not good. I'm going to to do some x-rays. So now she uh, basically takes me to some other hospital. I do my x-rays. Now I'm panicking. I'm like, you know, what's wrong with me? I'm like, nah, man, I'm sure I just have, you know, some light, some light problems. I was even thinking, maybe it's all those damn huvelies I've been smoking <laughs> that are killing me. You give me. So now I do the x-rays. I go back to the doctor. She goes, Mm, I was right. I'm going to to go see the specialist as soon as possible. So I'm like, girl, what do you mean? She goes, no, um... Uh, the x-rays are showing a lot of liquids around your lungs. Um, just go see this dog, and then it should be good. I go to the dog. Mind you, I'm paying an arm and a leg and medical fees. I go see this dog. He goes, oh, no, you have a little bit of liquids in your lungs. We can take that out. So I go, bro, I go to some room. They check me again, blood pressure, everything, bloods, all those things. Then they eventually say, Now nah, we can just drain the liquid. So they stick like a needle in like my back. And then they drain liquids. I think they drain like two liters, bro, or two to, two to three liters of liquids that were around me. So she's like, damn, nigga, you've got a lot of liquids inside of you. Then I'm like, mama, what you mean? Like, I don't know what that means because now nah, don't worry, it's coming out. Mind you, I am sober, no anesthetic. I am just there sitting on a chair and I am being drained. <laughs> I felt like I was being like prepared for a sacrifice, bro. Cool, liquids come out. Now they're like, oh um, nah. we found a problem. Everything is good. Go back to school. School is trapping me. Relationship's still going healthy and good. You know, shout out to shout out to my. You know what I'm talking about? Everything is good. She's there every single step of the way with me. My mom goes, now nah, we found the cure, don't worry. Now, a lot of people in my family were thinking that I was coming up with excuses because it was exam season soon. So they're thinking, that mm, this boy fail again? Is he trying to, like, avoid his exams and stuff? And I'm just like, guys, I'm passing. I'm actually passing. I'm just not feeling great. And they just be like, bro, we've seen this before. And this is because, guys, it's my fault. Back in the day, back in high school days, primary school days, I think we all did. I used to fake being sick all the time to try and miss out on going to school. I used to get a warm cloth and put it on my forehead. My mom would come check me. And she'd be like, oh, my you, so you want to check my neck? Make sure that the cloth touched my neck too. And she'd be like, damn, boy, you're hot. You get me? So now it all caught up to me because no one believed me that I was genuinely sick. So now after, you know, this time it was like about a month. It's almost exam season. I've got like two, three weeks until my exams. I feel sick again with the exact same symptoms. So now I go back to the same doctor. I'm like, doc, I hate to be here. I'm missing classes, but I can't sleep at night. The cold, what can cold rushes, whatever, cold sweats are getting worse. I genuinely cannot breathe to save my life. And everything is painful. I get dizzy within walking 15 seconds. I stand up and I have to sit down immediately. I think I'm dying, doc. She goes, no, 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 no. Let's do some more tests. Do the x-rays. The liquids are back. So she's like, you know what? You need a, uh, an expert, expert. A, a someone that, who knows these things to a certain extent. I think they're called specialists. <laughs> so I go to another specialist. And this guy's a specialist. He specializes in specializing specialists on Twitter. So he's the, he's the real deal. He says, me down. He goes, boy. I'm like, yes, sir. He goes, I'm going to be 100% with you. I've seen your file. There's two cases. Either one. You have cancer, or two, you have TB. And if you have TB, you have to do a six-month treatment. But it's looking like cancer. I said, boy. <laughs> I said, dog, it's looking like what? He goes, it's looking like cancer. But I just want to tell you everything that's potentially happen. But this is what's happening. So we need to schedule a um, biopsy. So they have to basically cut me open and check what's happening. And then obviously st- study and analyze all those, all those things. So now I get into my car. Mind you, back in the day, my dad gave me like a really lit car. So I'm there. It's cruising. <laughs> BM boys. <laughs> so now I'm driving. Then I'm like, I'm there like, hey, I'm sick, yo. Then I'm like, yo, what happens if I have cancer? I'm like, yo, my girlfriend. You're my brother. My mom. What happens if I die? Now I re- I'll never forget this day. I'm driving. I'm close to the University of Pretoria. I think it's called the engineering building. Get to the engineering building, bro. I park on the side. I start bawling my eyes out. I am crying. I am crying and crying and crying. I'm like, yo, my life is over. Mind you, I believe in like, never react until you have the final verdict. But in this instance, bro, I've been sick for months. We've drained liquids. We've done x-rays. I'm told I've got cancer or TB. Not, it's just flu. (laughs) They're not saying you have flu. They're saying, my boy, you might be outro. You might... You might be saying R.I.P. So you know what I did? I cried, I cried, I cried. I got back into my car. I just take a take a step. I drove to my apartment, bro. I wrote to a will, <laughs> bro. That day I wrote to a will. I said I have in my account right now three thousand three hundred. In my investments, I have about eight thousand. I have a Canon M50 and I have a YouTube channel, I have this and that, and I have a car, and I have these clothes, so I want my clothes to go to this charity, I want my brother to get my YouTube channel, I want my money to go to my mom and my dad, it's not much money, but maybe they can use it for my funeral, I'm writing, I'm writing goodbye letters, I'm saying to my sister, you must succeed in life, excel for me, push for me, my brother, I'm like, you know like uh, 13 reasons why before they kill themselves? Trigger warning, sorry. Uh, 13 Reasons Why I Did Another Show About Suicide. I'm writing letters, taking videos for people around me to be like, yo, guys, I am outro. I have cancer and I'm really going to miss each and every single one of you guys. I'm preparing for the worst. Now is the time for me to go and do this biopsy. I am scared out of my mind. I think my ex went at the time, she, my girlfriend at the time, came with me and she told me, off. Oh, she's there every step of the way with me. My brother's there every single step of the way with me. And now it's time for them to leave because obviously I have to go do this operation. They say, Tato, we won't lie to you. This operation is going to be one of the most painful things you've ever gone through. You will be under anesthetic. You will be passed out, but it is going to be extremely painful afterwards and it's not going to be a pleasant uh, pleasant uh, experience. Cool. I'm like, nah, I can deal with a little bit of pain. Just tell me what stage of cancer I have so I know how many days I have left to live, bro. Um... <laughs> It's so funny, so now I get into the bed she's the hands talking me through. it's gonna be painful, relax now they're pushing me. they go the see the operations room is very cold, um, but you're gonna be okay so now she pushes me to the room. Cool, I wait like fifteen minutes. Eventually, doctor comes. Like, hey, Tata, how you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm good. I mean, like, this guy's in a good mood. If he's in a good mood, I won't die. Like, he's gonna take care of me. He's confident. They're, like, yeah, these operations always go smoothly. It's just a simple biopsy. Obviously, you never know about complications that can happen in a surgery room. But you know, you're with professionals, and we got you. I'm there. Like, this guy just told me that I might die. <laughs> That's all I heard. I heard we got this, but you might die because we might not got this. But we got this. So I'm just thinking about the worst. I am having a panic attack, and they can see this, like, Tato, we need you to relax before we start anything, you're healthy, we've checked you everything, but we need to make sure that you're relaxed, so now they put this thing over my, onto my, into my into my nose, and I think they give me some injections, they go, um, you're gonna count from 10 backwards, or so from 30 backwards, um, I think it was 20, from 20 backwards, so I'm there 20, 19, can you feel anything, I'm like, no, I'm like 18, 17, 16, if anything, I'm like, Doc, I don't feel shit, 10, 9, how about now? I'm like, Doc, I'm like, why is there two of you? It's like, yo, what's... I have no memory of being under. I have... You know, people say, usually they go under operation, they sleep, they have the dream or they meet God. I didn't meet God. I didn't have no dreams. <laughs> I was just chilling unconscious. I wake up. I want to wake up. I'm in a different room. I'm in ICU and the doctor's there and she goes, hi, Tato. I'm like hi oh dude as I speak pain is hitting my side like it's never hit my side before. I am in so much pain. I have tears in my eyes. I'm like, what is happening? They go, no Tato, before the thing, what did they tell you to do. I'm like, oh, before my operation they said if I feel pain I must press this button and it's gonna shoot in like um pain relievers, painkillers to kill my pain. I'm pressing this thing th- 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 nothing, bro. I grab the I grab the nurse by the shoulder. I'm like, help me get out of this pain before I die. <laughs> she's there like you're overreacting. I'm like, I'm not. So now everyone's seeing okay no this guy is genuinely having a panic attack. He's in a lot of pain and he's not okay. So what do they do? They literally say okay cool. Nurse mong mong mang nurse, mong come. Bro, they close my curtains. They put me on my side. They, like, give me some, something to, like, injections. Then she goes, Tato, t- uh, I need you to take a deep breath in and then relax. I take a deep breath. She goes, relax. As I relax, oh, she literally pushes and pulls up my booty, bro. I felt so violated. Imagine you are a grown-ass man in ICU crying for pain. You're ex- you mean you just did an operation, sure. You don't know what's happening And you're just crying in pain. And they pop a pull up your ass. Obviously, after that, I've just been embarrassed. I've just, this hunt has been within my booty cheeks. (laughs) And I'm like, what is happening? But I feel so much better within minutes. So now I'm finally relieved. I'm like, okay, cool. Mind you, nobody has told me what I have. I'm thinking, no, this is going to take maybe 12 hours to process everything. I don't know how long I've been sleeping for. I don't have my cell phone. No family members. I'm like, can I please get my mom or my dad in here? Like, I really need to speak to them. She was okay, cool, first take these six pills. So I'm there like, yo, what are these pulls for? I'm tired of taking pills. I'm tired of drawing blood. I'm tired of being here. I'm tired of being sick. I have exams soon. My doctor doctor said, uh, like, Tato, after your ICU, after your operation, you can still study. So I took no sick tests. I took nothing. I was studying literally five hours with, uh, within this incident happening in ICU. My parents come. They're like, hey, how you doing? I'm like, I'm good. I'm just in so much pain, but it's getting better. I'm getting used to the pain. By the way, like there are so many tubes in me. There's like two tubes in me. One is just draining liquids. And the other one is like, I don't know, I can't remember. Oh, the other one, although there's one is draining liquids. The other one is just like a bandage and stitching over my um open lung surgery. So now I'm there like Papa, yo, I'm so scared. I don't know what they're gonna tell me. Like the doctor said I might have cancer. I don't know what's going on. He goes, Oh, we know what's wrong with you. So now I freeze, because he said, We know what's wrong with you. I freeze, I start crying, I'm like. <laughs> I I have cancer, don't I? He's like, what cancer? I'm like, I have. Cancer. I'm like, yo. I'm like, in my room, in my drawer. He's like, dude. I'm like, in my room, in my drawer. I've got this. He's like, dude, relax. You have TB. Then i they're like, bro. And I want you guys to understand. The doctor said, if I have TB, I have to take medication for six months. But TB is curable and treatable. So I hear you have TB. I basically heard God has put His hand over your palm, over your forehead, and blessed you, and you don't have cancer. So I said, I have. I, I, TB? Like, yeah, you don't have cancer, you have TB. I'm like, TV, Bro, did I not scream, yes! Woo! heaven is they're like, that's a weird response to hearing that you have TB. And I'm there like, bro, I was told I might have cancer or TB. So personally, right now, I am very happy to be having tuberculosis, bro. Put that TB in my veins. So now after that, I'm in ICU for like two, three more days. Then I go to a a normal doctor's room. Mind you, I am studying throughout for this entire, like, for my exams. I've got my notes there. I'm watching videos. I'm pushing through because I have to get a degree. Even my friends are coming to me like, bro, we're not even studying this much. I'm like, yo, I've always been told that me being sick is an excuse. This can't be an excuse. I can't add another year. I have to pass. Girlfriend's there the whole way. Lucas, has visiting me consistently. My brother's there holding my hand throughout everything, making sure I'm grand eventually i get prescribed medication i'm taking six pills a day for the first two months it goes down to four pills but i am taking pills every single day and i'm just getting sad about it you know because like it's like i have to take these pills eventually like it's like i'm healing but eventually it gets boring like yo i'm sick i have tb and it put me in quite a depressive state for a couple of weeks but eventually i bounced back because of all the support that i had and I actually did do, I did do a sick test for the one paper because I went into it to write it and then from there, um, my bandages started leaking so I had to be rushed out. And i never forget this moment in time because I just saw the importance of just having really good family, having friends around you in your times of, of, of need. Which is why like with me now, whenever my friends name me, I always make sure that I'm there because you never really know what someone's going through. You never know where their mind's... I, I had written letters saying goodbye to so many of my friends and family. And throughout the whole process, they were there. I could hear their voices, I could I could feel and 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 I was just embodied by their love. And it's just it took me so far, which is why I'm gonna keep this one like nice and short. i just gonna say, guys, people around you like be very careful who you choose around you. I had the most amazing girlfriend at the time. I had the most amazing little brother. I had the most amazing mother, amazing family members, amazing friends. Studying Lucas, everyone was just making sure that I'm going through this. Matiko too, everyone was just there for me, and it's just. So important and beautiful. I was to say shout out for watching to, listening to this podcast. I appreciate you guys. If you guys do not know, we have launched channel memberships for my channel because we're trying to get funding for our YouTube day looking looking for a whole bunch of shows. If you guys become channel members of my... If you, if you guys become channel members, sorry. Um, you get to choose the cast members for my shows. You get to choose the locations, the cities we shoot in. You get exclusive content before it comes out. You get to see behind the scenes how I shoot my productions and you get to be my team. A whole bunch of live. so yeah man thank you for listening to me and i really want to give you guys so much content this year i'm trying to be as consistent as possible and a big shout out to all the streaming platforms which we have the podcast on big shout out to spotify because they are holding us down so a big shout out to you guys catch us on spotify and every other streaming podcast it's you